everybody. Welcome to the Freecast. I'm your host, Matthew Weber. I'm joined by Vincent Hoy. Hello. Ricky is supposed to be here, but he's dealing with some crisis or another. And he should be here because this was his pick. He forced us to watch this. Um, and he should be here for this torture. Anyways, this is the Threecast. We review things. Sometimes it's TV, uh, most of the time it's movies. Uh, sometimes we do TV shows. We've been doing a lot of TV shows lately. Um, every once in a while, we'll throw in a comic. We do have a comic book coming up pretty soon, mm-hmm. um, which should be fun. Um, Matt picked it out, so that should be a really good one. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, it's going to be terrible. Um, anyways, we review things. Every once in a while, we'll talk about books. So this time, we're, we were reviewing Ricky's Choice, which is uh, Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. Um, now, this is on Netflix here in the United States, but it's originally a, a French show, right, 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 right Vince? Yeah, I, I don't know if it originated in Netflix, but I know that it was produced in, in France or it's very, very French in its origins because you look at the uh, the credentials or the credits at the end in the beginning, it's so francophone. And even like they don't even fix the and like it's like the, the word E.T. is and in French. So you can see that it's like they didn't even bother translating half the credits, man. Yeah. All right. So Vince is going to tell us what this is about saying so Ricky's not here. So I'm going to give Ricky the benefit of the doubt in that. He wanted us to watch the show because we could talk about um, kids programming um, and animation, maybe even the idea of streaming kids programming. I don't know. Um, But this was a show uh, that um, is geared towards like, I think like maybe five to 10 year old kids. I think it's more for, uh, I think it's meant to be both girl and male friendly um, just because it's got, it consists of a, a pairing of a boy and a girl hero. The premise of this is that basically, just like any other generic, and the more I think about it, and this is why I want Ricky to be here, uh, Disney has a version of this called PJ Mask, which is a bunch of kids at nighttime, they have different superpowers, they take on identities, and they fight crime when everyone's sleeping, and it's three of them, and they adopt the identities and powers of various animals. Um, so we got things like, uh, in, in Disney version, we got like a lizard, a cat, and an owl. Um, in this one, it's two people. And we got uh, a girl who takes on the powers of a ladybug, which, incidentally, did you notice that the, the ladybug girl has no real powers because ladybugs don't do play, don't play with yo-yos. Ladybugs don't do the stuff that she does. Um, but she's yeah. Just, when she does her at the end of the Pharaoh episode that I watched, which is the third one, her she she calls like a um, like Lucky Charm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and she ended up getting like a an outfit with fake earrings. Yeah. So again, that is uh, nothing to do with a ladybug. <laughs> I'm just putting it yeah. out there. And <laughs> she also has the ability to like, uh, for some reason, use like ladybug vision or something, where she can figure out good solutions using whatever she magically conject uh, conjures up in this with her ladybug powers. Uh, so that and the uh, yo-yo power always, uh, you know, I didn't really follow up my Wikipedia or biology classes to know what ladybugs do, but I'm pretty sure that ain't one of the powers. Um, whereas it's the, like it's like a bastardization of Spider-Man where she can use that yo-yo to go from building to building. Yeah, but again, uh, ladybugs fly. She could have just flew, man. Ladybugs yeah. strong <laughs> yes. exoskeleton. That could have worked. Nope, she produces magic pink or red with black dot things. Anyhow, uh, on the other side, we got the boy. Um, I don't remember his name, but he's basically like a cat noir. He actually has a better name, too. Um, 
Like yeah. she's just called Ladybug uh, for obvious reasons. And uh, he's called Cat Noir and he uh, basically uses claws and he has some strength and speed and he, he even has a tail like a cat. Like, I mean, the Ladybug, she doesn't have anything but just like body suits or body paint of Ladybug decals. Anyhow, these kids get these powers, uh, the whole origin story, and I had to find the origin. Of course, they never tell you the origins on the first episode. They tell it to you like mid-season. So full disclosure, I haven't watched the whole entire season. I only watched a few episodes, the first, second, and the origins episode to find out where these kids come from. So effectively, it's like this whole be nice to elderly people kind of thing where this old, um, I think it's supposed to be a Chinese guy uh, living in Paris. He uh, is about almost 200 years old. Uh, He basically gifts or has these kinds of gems or totems effectively that he gives to people and they effectively are are like uh, magical genies that give them superpowers and, you know, whatever, right? Um, And they're all based on some animal traits. In in the first instance, she he gives it to the girl who saves him from getting hit by a car, um, and he gives her the ladybug uh, totem. And at the later on in the episode, when he falls and trips in front of a school, uh, the boy helps him out, and he gives him the uh, black cat totem. The premise is that uh, these guys become guardians, and. Um, um, both Matt and I were talking about this because we haven't watched everything and we're not fans of the show. Uh, but basically, the uh, the idea is that this guy pretty much picks out really good-hearted people to become these superheroes. The problem is that uh, in passing, he recounts that he did make one mistake where he gave the totem uh, to a, the basically a bad person. And it's kind of implied that the bad person in the show, uh, who also, we suspect, happens to be the father of the boy in this series, um, is the main villain. And whereas the two kids basically have these totems to like produce weird pink and black things for the girl and like have i don't know crushing abilities with the boy um the main bad guy has the ability to send basically badass butterflies that control your mind that prey on your deepest fears or your insecurities and allow you to basically make them into bad people or as the show would call it evilize um you can evilize people um, and it, the show is repetitive. It does the same thing. There's um, some sort of drama with a student and these kids. And as a result, that uh, student uh, insecurity, whether it's jealousy, um, you know, feeling that they didn't do well in assignment, feeling that, um, you know, that they, they should be the better designer or whatever. Um, it, it preys on those insecurities. And as a result, uh, they become evilized. And it's on the two kids to kind of battle them out and uh, collaborate to take down this bad guy and inevitably the bad guy um sorry the, the kid that gets taken over or possessed um he gets healed or fixed um and the butterfly becomes de-evilized and right. everyone lives happily ever after and Hello? It's, yep hey ricky i just gave this i'm just finishing off giving off the synopsis of the show oh, okay all right and um basically once the um you know, once the the de-evilization happens, it just like has a you know bad um, shot where the bad guy's like, "Oh, a drat, you kids! I'll get you next time," kind of thing, right? So that's pretty much a rinse and repeat thing. As I mentioned to Matt beforehand, I think that in any given episode, because it's like Sailor Moon or like any other like uh, show that's like serialized, there's like maybe. 
10 minutes of the show that are repeated every single thing, like the transformation sequence, like, you know, it's kind of like Sailor Moon or, or whatever, where like, or Voltron, where it's like, basically, let me transform from a regular person to this costumed hero. That's a couple of minutes. And then there's the whole sequence where the bad guy uh, says drat at the beginning or the bad guy sends his butterflies. It's all rinse and repeat. Um, and I couldn't help uh, say it, it prior to the show, just between the, the three of us, saying, like, this is a very repetitive show. I can understand its value for little kids, but, Ricky, man, you got to tell us why you made us watch this, man. Yes, please, Ricky. Why did you make us watch this shit? You hate us that much, man? <laughs> okay. So, um, I watched the show because my, my kids started watching the show. That's how I saw it. And, I mean... You know what, like, I grew up watching G.I. Joe and Transformers, and it was nowhere near this kind of show. So, being older, you guys look at, you know, the things like, it's obvious to tell who they are in costume because of the masks and the voice, and it's obvious, how do you not tell the repetitiveness of it? But when you were, like, kids, you watch cartoons... That were probably worse than that with the same repetitiveness and you didn't care so i mean that's not really the whole point that i wanted to get into it the point for me and the reason why i want i brought it i brought it in is because it, like i thought you guys would have two different points of view um because you know vince has kids um he has two daughters matt has no kids and for me, when my kids started watching it, I could see even my daughter's reaction, and she's only two. But, you know, a lot of the, the, the cartoons and shows for kids, they're mostly, you know, male-based. Like, the heroes are male-based. Um, even, you know, DC's uh, what Supergirls or Superhero Girls or whatever, yeah. you still have male characters or they'll talk about the male counterparts like Superman or Batman or like it's still a male dominated kind of thing, right? Whereas this one, yes, you have both a male and a female superhero but the lead of the show and the the most important role is the female character and for my for my daughter like you know she's a kid and i see her watching it and you know i can i can tell from the way that she emulates the moves and you know she i can just see that she kind of you know i like the fact that it's a it's a a, a female character that she can see you know doing powerful stuff doing you know what i mean so that's why i said from your point of view having daughters i wondered how you would react to it and then from uh matt's point of view having no kids at all you know how he would react to it so I, I just want to address that. So um, prior to you getting on, I, I had mentioned that I think one of the I, I sensed that one of the directions you were going to propose was this whole like, you know, mm-hmm. is it portraying females in a good light, female superheroes? Mm-hmm. I, I figured that might be a direction. And and that's why I compared it to and I'm not sure, Rick, if you get the show PJ Masks. Oh, yeah. So I basically said it's like PJ Masks, except without the stupid kid. It's like, it, you know, PJ Masks has three kids, like the girl, mm-hmm. the boy. And like the dumb kid, right? Like the, mm. the one that's younger, that's not quite <laughs> smart. But it's the same thing. Like these kids have superpowers. They transform. They fight crime. And they all based on animal skills. And they are legit animal skills. Like the mm. 
you know, the, the bird yeah. girl flies, the cat guy kind of runs and pick and climbs yeah. stuff. Um, so I, just to come to your point, I think that this show tries to do some things, but like I can't help, and maybe that's just because I, I end up watching PJ Masks with my kids. Um, but I find that PJ Masks is a little bit more um, affirmative action equitable, and it doesn't make a big deal of a lot of drama. So where whereas in um, this show, the, the the Ladybug show, did you not find that it really came across a little bit like Mean Girls, right? Where the girls like that because they if that girl's the central character, you know how they have that rich girl that's always the antagonist. Yeah, yeah. They they kind well, of make like this teenage girl angst yeah. drama, and you just go like, that's not what like the real world is like. There's more than just like, oh man, that girl's a complete bitch. Like you, it doesn't well, work. No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. So for me watching it, I mean, remember you guys didn't watch like all the episodes, right? Like that's Thank I God. put I Sorry. put um I you know certain episodes that I thought was worth watching, um, but. For me, I mean, it's not going to be, you know, the same for everyone. But in my view, right, this show is, it's sort of meant to be accessible or, um, you know, like, it, it doesn't focus on one age group, right? Like, it's, oh, it's geared towards little kids, right? Like, you can tell that from the romance tones of it. Um, some of the, you know, things that happen in it, which are a little more, you know, mature than, you know, little kids will, will pick up, right? It's meant to be for a wider audience. So both the little kid watching it will get something out of it and the older kids watching it will get something out of it. But I think watching it, you know, if you watch through the progression of the first season, the second season, you know, there are... Um, episodes where that mean girl, um, you know, she's leaving, right, with her mom, and everyone's happy about it, and then one character says, well, you know, I, why is everyone happy? Like, you know, yes, um, you see one side of her, but I've known her all my life, and, you know, she, there are redeeming qualities that she has, well, and, you know, like... Basically, it's treated like her slave? Because I would be curious... No, it's the... not. It's it's okay. the it's the Cat Noir character, um, oh. right? And so, you know, he says, like, everyone's um, celebrating when someone's leaving feeling a negative... Uh, for a negative reason, like that's not a reason to celebrate. So I think that's the theme overall is that no matter how rotten someone is, you know, there may be a reason down there or there's some good in them and it just takes someone to believe in them and, you know, they could change, right? I think, I, like I said, some people won't see it that way. But having watched the show, that is my feeling of it, is that that's what the show is based on, is that, you know, everyone has some good and bad inside them. As you can see from the people who get akumatized, like, these are people who fear um, being akumatized, who know about it and, and, and they don't want it to happen, but yet when they get akumatized, they're like all for doing the bad stuff, right? That's and that's the verb of being a yeah, superhero, right? No, well, it's basically it's yeah, it's basically the um, the Akuma is amplifying their negative personality, right? Oh, it's the villain um, part. 
Okay. Yeah, and so that's why when they become regular again, they have no recollection of what happened, right? So it's it that is the whole is the point is that everyone has a little bit of bad and good inside them, and it's just how you're treated and how you know people, you know around you whether you seem you feel useful and and I mean that's how I see it right. Well, so so I want to touch on a couple of things that you just raised there, Rick. So I think it's a little bit of a hodgepodge, um, and and it's actually quite welcoming to have a show that is not made in North America. Because I want to point out a couple of things that, um, like we've, we've seen a lot of anime stuff and we know there's certain parameters and rules that come about from that. Um, and uh, there's certain things that in North American animation, conventional North American animation that we see done. And European, uh, I like it's just coming to two major points. The first one is that you were talking about the issue of the diversity of an audience that I was trying to address. And I, I didn't really pick up on that until you mentioned it. And I'm looking at it now and I'm like thinking, yeah, because, you know, one thing that I observed was that you wouldn't do two critical things in, in, the, in, in a typical North American produced um, uh, cartoon for kids. The first one is that they actually talk about a girl having a crush on another guy and then there's like a complex relationship. It is. I, I think about this picture, this this thing for like kids like five years old, and you would never find a five year old show that would talk about romantic love. They'd talk about mom and dad loving you, but they wouldn't talk about like romantic love. So I thought that was an interesting skew on it. The second thing that they showed in this TV show was actual violence um, for little kids, right? So um, whereas like PJ Mask, you'd be like shooting a laser beam at a ball or at an asteroid. They would never have like shooting a beam to kill like or hurt another person right like if anything the person would trip or fall and get hurt but they would never actually cause real physical direct injury whereas this show it was interesting to see that like i, I watched episodes one two and the origins right mm -hmm. and in those i was i was picking up on things i was like oh my god they, they like the cat just like went and punched another kid right mm -hmm. And and then like the lesson there was like, oh, he's using our our every time we hit it, it gets bigger. That kind of that, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you know what show I'm talking about, right? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know. What you're... And they're actually showing these kids beating up another kid, and you're like, holy crap! You would never show this to another kid. Like I, my my wife would not ever allow me to have my kids watch like Star Wars Rebels or something, which is like mm -hmm. a kids show, and they're like using lightsabers. But this is like straight up like a kid's punching another kid. So I I'm just I was just watching, going, man, there is a difference. And Matt and I had commented on the fact that this is made in France, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so there's like a different mindset. And, and you know, you're talking about this, I come back to the point about this diverse audience. I'm not sure if it's a diverse audience so much as it is that they're just more accepting of the fact that A, kids punch each other in schoolyards out in Europe. And B, that, you know, it's fine to talk about this romance stuff. Whereas in North America, it was like, Shh, don't talk about sex, don't mm -hmm. talk about violence, don't talk about that mm -hmm. stuff until they're like in high school. Yeah. No, but I mean, what I, I mean, it is a, it is a, it is a, a, a pretty wide audience. Cause I mean, my son started watching it on Netflix, right? Like, it's on Netflix, so it's not oh, hold on a second, something Rick, yeah. where you can't find it. Let me finish what I'm saying. No, no, so, I just have a question. I just have a question for you. Yeah. How old is your son? Four or oh, five, okay. actually. Sorry. So, so at four and five, he can just go choose whatever he wants to watch on Netflix. 
No, or did that's you choose this why for? he watches the shows when we are around. He, I don't no, no, I mean, choose I, the shows. No, 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 no that wasn't the. He chooses it. He looks at shows that he wants to watch, and then he he says, "Okay, can I watch this show?" And we look at it and see okay. whether it's appropriate. And it's, you it's know, not like plus that's watch the Michael Jackson. His, um, show plus, here. his account is under the kids Netflix kids yeah. whatever. Um, but my point is, like, this show is on Netflix. So, like, um, the point is, like I said, like, you wouldn't have picked this show up and started watching it, right? Like, it's not geared towards older, the older audience, right? Like, it's geared, even though it, it's a cartoon and, like, teens and younger kids are going to watch it. But that's what I mean by it, it's open to a wide audience watching it right like they it's on netflix which my point is it's not some obscure thing that no one's gonna see um but it is a wide audience because of it being there which netflix is like a mainstream medium where you know what i mean like if you go on the forums and stuff like you will see a large part of the the users talking about it are 19 18 20 and then you'll see some who are commenting who are like 10 or 11 you know what i mean like i said my son watches it and he's five you know what i mean so I've, I've, that's I'll why i'm saying yeah diversity of audience things i think that um more and more we're seeing shows and maybe it's just a few that i can think of um but a lot of TV shows are not meant just for kids. Kind of like if you watch the Pixar movies. Like Pixar, yeah, exactly. It's, there's like kids can watch them, but then grownups, there's like a subtext of like humor yeah. jokes. But then like I, I think of shows like SpongeBob SquarePants, right? And I'm like going, who the hell? Like I'm, when I was in university, when I was teaching university, and I'd be like talking to kids, and they'd be watching SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> while doing schoolwork. And I'd be like, no, 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 man. I thought this is just like a thing that like, people watch when they were like, hi. But like... <laughs> And then I was, and then I, then my of course my daughter has it on TV in the house. And I'm like, oh my god, this is like they're gonna have like so many weed jokes and like you know. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, there's none. There's no weed jokes at all in this. And I was like trying to figure out how come my 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 pothead first year students are watching this show. So like that, and then like other shows we're seeing like um, I'm not sure if Rick and Morty, but like I, I know a lot of cartoons are, yeah. are meant to be read couple levels now. And and you know I I, I just thought that, that was out there. Okay. So I, I watched episode three and part of episode twenty-four, because um, those were some of the numbers you had listed out there, Ricky. Yeah. Um, and my comments on this have kind of shifted based on what you guys have been saying, because <laughs> when I when I watched it, I was like, "This is a you show hated for." But I, I did, and I still do. <laughs> my, <laughs> my opinion hasn't changed on it by what you guys are saying, but I so. I went into it thinking that this is a show for, you know, maybe three to seven-year-old ch- children. I mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, even though the the characters themselves are teenagers, the animation and stuff like that, and and the storytelling, at least in the ones that I watched, is definitely more towards, you know, the younger audience because I don't know whether or not it's a translation, you know, mm-hmm. error or something, uh, um, something like that. It just doesn't really translate to or maybe it was just me when I was, you know, you know, 15 or 16 or 17 years old, 
or even 14 years old, I, I would have watched this like one time and said, no, that's not, <laughs> I, I said, no. Um, but so if you look at this from a perspective of this being for a younger generation, um, cartoons these days have points. You know what I mean? Um, it's not, it, 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 when I, when I was a kid, the cartoons were meant to be funny. So it was like Looney Tunes and Wile E. Coyote and stuff like that. They didn't really have educational points. At least, you know, most of them, they were just, you know, for entertainment these days for the younger generation. And I'm sure there are exceptions to this, you know, I'm not, you know, in the know on all cartoons or anything anymore. Um, but they have educational points like, you know, Dora the Explorer meant to expose children to Spanish. who speak English to Spanish. Right. Um, Bob the Builder and SpongeBob Squarepants. Like they have things that they're trying to teach, uh, you know, their audience because those because kids at that age, you know, not only learn from their parents, but they learn from the things that they are exposed to through media. Um so when I wa- when I went to this, I was thinking that you know this is going to have some kind of educational context. It's gonna it's gonna try to go through and it's gonna try to teach me something. And all it taught me was, was that they didn't know Egyptian history worth a damn. Um, and the brief, because I mean, even going through the most the Pharaoh episode, you know, I, I'm thinking there has to be some point here other than them going over and over having to get redressed in the in the in the the phone booth or the the you know because every every time they have to get into their into their um you know their their costume or whatever they have to go through this magical transformation or whatever and it apparently runs out of batteries because that (laughs) the the boy can't can't do it more than you know every few, few minutes if he uses his power he has to take a break um but I mean, that was the way I originally look at it, because because it, it wasn't there's no educational thing like this. The 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 main character, Ladybug, she's kind of a bitch um, and her best her best friend is also a bitch um, and, and they don't seem to really like each other all that much because, you know, they're, <laughs> they're always sniping at each other. Um, so, so, I mean, so, I mean it, so it's not teaching friendship skills. It's not teaching um you know, and she's like really mean to, even though she has the crush on the cat noir character, she's kind of mean to him. Um, so, I mean, it's not teaching anything, but listening to what you guys are saying, um, I, I think there's there is the story, is, it's not really trying to tell, it, it's more of a, I don't know, it's just very general and stuff like that. So, um, I, I've kind of lost our train of thought, but I, I, um, yeah, I'm totally lost. I'm, all, old-timers, guys, don't ever get old. <laughs> I mean, you guys are older than me, and I, I've totally lost my thing. Somebody somebody take over. I'll figure out what the hell I was going to say. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I don't so, know. Rick, Rick, Ricky, why don't you tell us, um, Does it, the, the, do do we learn whether or not that the, the, the bad guy is Cat Noir's dad? Yes, you do. You learn... We, the audience, learned that he is in the second season. Um, he was the guy that was the one mistake that the old Chinese guy made, picking like he was. Well, picking. okay. So what happened was that the uh, Chinese guy used to be um, in. He used to be a monk in a, in a temple in Tibet. Okay, and 
they don't say what happens, but for some reason something happens that the the um, temple is blown up, and when it happens, they lose two of the miraculouses, which is the butterfly and the peacock, which is the bad guy owns the butterfly, and his wife used to use the peacock, mm. so they weren't like taken from him or anything. They just happened to find it because they got lost when the temple or whatever blew up. Wait, so uh, so they were in the temple or they just walked No, no, no. They just, like, after the temple or whatever, you know, uh, only a couple of the, or actually only he survived, right? And he couldn't find those miraculouses, so they just left the area. And these two happened to be in that area at some point on vacation, and they tripped over this thing and found it. Oh. Okay, yeah. so I remember what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> so you were talking about this from a perspective of female empowerment and how, you know, it's great to see a female superhero and, you know. You know. Not really empowerment, but uh, my point <laughs> is that most of the shows, the superhero, the main, even if there's is a, a man, cast. Is a guy. Of, yeah, it's yeah. a guy. Right, right. I understand that, but can can you disagree with the point that this female superhero kind of has terrible powers when in, when compared to the guy? I mean, remember, I haven't watched it all, so maybe her powers get better. But oh, in, no. in, in the th- in the in the three, she throws her yo yo, and she gets a it, she gets a couple fake earrings. You know, you know, at least yeah, she can but sm- the, yeah. But the problem is that without because she is the only one. That can take the evil out of the butterfly, which is what turns them into villains. So without right. her character, so that that, hap- that happens after all the fighting is done, and yeah, it does. I, but without her character, that doesn't happen. Which means that the the butterfly would just go and infect someone else. So I come across the sexist too that like the woman can only fix things after the man has intervened and done the hard work. Like that's kind of bad too, man. Yeah, it, no, it, it, just, it doesn't seem equitable. I mean, I mean, I mean that's that's a great and necessary power, but that is seriously all she has. No, you you would have to watch it because, okay, so basically, in order to beat all of the villains, um, if you watch it, she has to use her magical ability. Right, like the the cat noir character never defeats any of the villains, right? That's why I said her. Even though there's two superhero characters, her role is the main role. It it's her powers that defeat the villains. It's her powers that take the the villain away, and it's her powers that restores everything. So basically, the cat noir character is just her sidekick. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well, she does use her brain, and she does because of that magical ability to random like produce like a rubber suit. Um, she she's able to uh, save the day, so that is true. But it's just that it's it's very strange to find that um, it, it, she has to deal with the um, re- recovery thing. Like it, it's 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 basically reinforced well, some of the female okay. like be a nurse, be a teacher kind of thing. I mean, I don't know. I mean, okay, so if you watch it more, you know, it, it goes down a, a very long rabbit hole of a whole, of a lot of things that c- 
could come out of it, okay? So basically, what happened? Because you guys haven't watched it, you don't know, but... So, um, the villain, who is um, Cat Noir's dad, right? Him and his wife used to use the Miraculous, right? His wife got sick. She's basically in a coma, right? Because her Miraculous was damaged. And the reason, or the main reason, why he wanted the cat and the ladybug miraculous is that when you combine them you can get um, a reality changing wish obviously he's gonna wish to bring his wife back from the dead now he doesn't know it but the keeper says when you make the wish because the universe demands balance whatever you wish the universe will take like if you wish for something it will take something away so basically, he wishes for his wife to come back to life. His son is most likely going to either cease to exist or going to fall into a sleep because it demands balance, right? Um, so it goes down this whole rabbit hole of, you know, is he, is, that is what he started out wanting. But the more you watch it, you see that he's like the main man is being corrupted by the superhero he becomes because even though he's telling himself that that's what he wants he keeps saying things like i want to own all of them i want to have all of the power like that kind of stuff right so i think there's a whole lot of things that it goes into um you know and it, like i said that's why if you're a little kid watching it you know, you get your, your kicks out of things you see. If you're, you know, a teenager, you can relate to some things. Um, you know, that's why I said depending on which age range you're in, it has something that, you know, will, you will find in it. Are there ever any consequences for the people who are, take, who are made evil by the evil butterflies? Um, or are they just always just ignored at the end like they were in episode three? There, let me see, there are consequences, and that's really why I like the show, um, because, like, the thing is, when you, when you usually watch a show, right, you know this person's the hero, so you know they're never going to die, right, no matter what happens, no matter how bleak it gets, no matter, you know, you know they're not going to die because they're the hero, without them there would be no show. It's like you watch The Flash, and no matter how badly he's beaten, like, if he dies, there is no show because he's The Flash, right? So, with this one, because of the fact that in the end, she can sort of throw her magic, and it reverses everything, or reverts everything back to the way it was before, I find that, at least for me, it, it makes it that anything is actually possible, right? Like, they can use their power to break anything, to, you know, to do whatever, or the villain could actually, you know, hurt this character, because in the end, when she uses her power, it will probably go back to the way it was before, hmm. right? It kind of inval invalidates the entire episode, but... 
in another way it actually makes it more interesting because you're not hobbled by the fact that you're watching it and you see this character get hurt and you're kind of like well i don't really care because i know they're not going to do anything to the character because he's needed for the show you know what i mean i mean that's the way i see it at least Mm. Uh, all right vince what would you give those episodes you watch you know what? I think because I've only watched a few of them, and what Ricky just told, I, my biggest criticism that I sent before the show was like it's so repetitive. If there is a thread of some sort of major story arc in this evolution, I, you know, I can give a little bit of credit just based on what you've just said, Rick. So maybe two out of five. Okay. Um. See, I was. I'm. I'm. A, I. I mean, it seems stupid. When, as you're when you're an adult looking at a cartoon and wondering what the point is kind of seems i mean <laughs> i mean it's silly because it's a cartoon it probably shouldn't have a point but i mean i guess in this day and age you want i i just maybe I, i'm just becoming uh too liberal or something i don't know um i you know i want the cartoons to have a point and it it doesn't seem to have a point so i would give it like a a, a half out of five mm. it, it was just not good um but I, I put a caveat on that saying that I'm, you know, I just turned 34 years old and <laughs> cartoons have never really been. I mean, I, I mean, the last cartoons I enjoyed were when I was five years old, you know. So I mean, <laughs> since then, you know, I didn't like Toy Story. I didn't like, you know, you know, A Bug's Life or whatever. So um, maybe animation is just not for me. Uh, Ricky, what would you? Uh, well, I mean, I recommended it and, you know, I watch it with my son. So I'd give it a five out of five. Obviously, like I've always liked cartoons. I watched Transformers. I watched G.I. Joe. Like I've always liked cartoons growing up. And like I said, I like the fact that it's a female character that's the lead. Um, And for me, at least, I find there's a lot of rabbit holes that you you look you you find watching it and it goes into those. Um, And I like that. I like, you know, I like thinking, okay, I wonder what they're going to do with this, right? Like, you know, how are they going to explore this? How how are they going to bring this about? Like, it's interesting. Yeah, I think that Vince has come up with a ruling that neither you or I can pick uh, things anymore, ever. (laughs) 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 Um, Well, uh, there's a new Fast and Furious coming I out. I know, so. just the <laughs> at the summer con, man. Jeez. Um, which makes this next thing uh, really hilarious. So, coming up next on the three cast, we're going to be watching the first Triple X movie <laughs> with, Vin, with Vin Diesel. Um, and we go into this next movie uh, the next time we do an episode, knowing that Triple X is a terrible movie. Um, we probably won't even talk about the movie all that much. We're just going to talk about bad movies in general. Um, so between now and then, I would like you guys to start thinking about some of the worst movies you've ever seen, and we'll we'll talk about those. Um, okay. So, anyways, that that's coming up on the next episode of Threecast. If you would like to get in contact with us, you can do so via email. Email at thecreecast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at mtwb. Ricky Ricky is Ricky underscore Williams one. Vince is VWHUI. The Threecast is at the Threecast. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Threecast. Um, this was only our second episode of the year. We're not doing so well on the schedule, but sometimes life just sucks that way. Um, our next episode should be in the next couple weeks, but we'll see. Um, anyways, that is it for us this time. We'll see you then. Take care, guys. Yeah.